Deshaun Stokes once said, Lies sounds like fact to those who've been conditioned to misrecognize the truth. Keep this in mind as we discuss today the surprise visit of President Biden to Ukraine and what does it mean within the global context. Our sponsor for this show is Noble Gold. My name is Dr. David Wallaroo. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. U.S. President Joe Biden has arrived in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, on what is his first visit to Ukraine since Russia launched its invasion a year ago this week. We have seen American presidents quietly slipping into war zones before, but never quite like what we saw today. After the president's secret and historic trip into Kiev, the president saying, quote, Kiev stands proud, it stands tall, and most important, it stands free. And the United States, together with our allies and partners, are going to continue to have Ukraine's back as it defends itself. The world is a random, meaningless chaos. Or is it? How do some of the best, wealthiest, and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor. But the other is that they know how to read the world's stage and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas. And most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No-Nonsense Politics. So if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you, check it out. Link in the description box below. Well, as you know, there was a surprise visit from President Joe Biden to see Vladimir uh, Zelensky yeah. in Kiev. Vladimir Zelensky, yes. What well, he called it surprised, but in reality, he wasn't surprised. The Russians knew about it ahead of time. So how? It's because the intelligence services in, in Russia are very, very good <laughs> at what they do. As one who worked in Washington and was aware of how the, uh, the intelligence service works, it, they are, they're very good. But the, we're not going to be talking about his trip and security and all, all that stuff is irrelevant. What matters, and especially for you to understand, is how come a sitting president of the United States heading out to Ukraine, while at the same time there are issues at home right here. And again, we're focusing on the trends and patterns, not just reporting the facts of the news. Yeah, well, you look at the issue of what happened in Ohio with that uh, uh, the chemical spill. Oh, what know, a tragedy. Uh, yeah, and yet, uh, you know, if I were a sitting president, the last thing I will do is go abroad till I address the issues at home for American citizens. And yeah, this is where, to me, the sound judgment. So I don't know who's advising the president on this or, or in, in any matter for, that, for the last couple of years because what we have been witnessing is a fragmented foreign policy. Yes. And to me, this trip, what it means, it sends the message that the U.S. is truly fermenting more tensions regarding the Russia-Ukraine conflict. 
it, it appears to be without a doubt that's what's going on. And that is the focus of the administration, not taking care of we the people. Yeah, and that's become a very, very serious concern because now you've seen articles coming out. Uh, for example, it was one article that I read yesterday from uh, Tom Friedman, mm -hmm. the New York Times, which the guy has no credibility whatsoever. He's gone. And the reason he's gone because, do you know why? When the Washington Post uh, journalist Jamal Khashoggi was assassinated, oh, yeah. you know, Tom Friedman wrote an article about it, okay? Then he was dispatched by MBS, the Saudi Crown Prince, to Saudi Arabia and changed the story. And when I found out, the reason I knew about it, because I did the research in my Saudi book, oh, yeah. and it was during the same time. That's why when Tom Friedman is talking, it's nonsense. Well, basically what Tom was saying is that now, if China, because the U.S. is warning China, it's China that's going to be now fueling the Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict to the level of war war. I was like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. How about if we state the fact? Yeah. Noble Gold Investments is pleased to let you know that gold was the best investments class for 2022. Real estate, crypto, stocks, and bonds. Gold outperformed them all in 2022. Noble Gold Investments helped thousands of clients buy real physical gold. According to longtermtrends.net, gold outperformed the S&P 500, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. Had you invested in the S&P 500 a year ago, you will be down more than 20%. If you invested in Bitcoin a year ago, you will be down more than 65%. If you invested in the Dow a year ago, you will be down almost 10%. Yes, gold has outperformed them all in 2022 and silver was not far behind. So what are you waiting for? Join the thousands of others by opening a gold IRA or a silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. Invest with Noble Gold Investments before the end of this month and you will bag a free quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Call Noble Gold Investments today at 877-646-5347 for no-pressure consultation, only conversation. Yes, that's 877-646-5347. If you are not ready to invest, download the Noble Gold Investments Guide Scroll down below and you will find the link in the description box. For mobile users, click the more button to find the link. And remember, there is always a risk of investments and there is no guarantee of any kind. And the fact is, it's NATO, the US, the collective West is what created the problem to begin with. And Xi Jinping vehemently, angrily, said this is not true, we're not supporting Russia in the war effort. Yeah, well, it's because it doesn't make any sense. And this is, again, when you realize how fragmented our foreign policy. You have individuals in the administration that they don't have a grasp of what geopolitics is all about. They don't have a grasp of understanding those kind of dynamics and the long-term impact. 
And this is where things are moving forward. As a matter of fact, just this morning, the Russian president now uh, announced that he's going to withdraw from the START treaty. So What so, a tragedy. Yeah, I'm not surprised, Ross. I wrote about it a few years ago in my book that that would be one of the possibilities the Russian president might embark on. And this is now where you put this trip within the context of reality. You know, why is the sitting president, President Biden in this case, is going to, to Kiev, while at the same time you got a chemical spill, you got an infrastructure that is falling in front of our eyes, you got railroads that are crumbling, you got a massive debt, you got an inflation, and yet thought of uh, committing America to support Ukraine. Uh, we also have the balloon crisis. Oh, that's another. <laughs> we're going we're to do that another show on that one. Yeah. But the, the, here's the point. All this distraction, it's like they picked the wrong priorities mm -hmm. and it's distracting the news media who follows right along. Of course. With, here's the distraction of the day. Let's forget what's really important to the American people. Yeah. That must be some psychological uh, trick to all this, Ross. What do you think? <laughs> You're a psychologist. So. What do you think is going on? Well, I think two things are going on. First, people in power are addicted to being in power. Hmm. And they can't help it biochemically. I mean, it's really the truth. Uh, and the second thing is, uh, any number of people have risen to the top, not by merit, but by cronyism. And so you have any number of very poor decision makers who got there because of who I know and who I kissed up to. Take a look at our current government. And that's exactly what is happening with this current crisis in, in Ukraine. Yes. Because we've been pushing. Uh, you know, I do know, I, I, again, I worked in Washington. I understand how the inner workings of the U.S. government, because I was inside the government. <laughs> so uh, it, it just there's always that behind the scenes uh, influencing elements that's pushing the policy one way or another. As a matter of fact, and I say this based on facts, that American foreign policy is not set by foreign policy establishment. It's set by outside elements. And that outside elements include many players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to detail this in... Uh, by the way, we're going to be detailing this in a uh, live stream that we're going to be doing on a rumble. I like it. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to come back to... I, I followed the, all the as many reporters as I, as I could find on what's really going on with this thing. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we're going to give you a nice neutral report about the blatant crimes that Russia's committing. I'm going, hold, this isn't unbiased reporting. Yeah. The, 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 the reports keep coming in as completely biased. And if you're not paying attention to the subtleties of these things, you're going to miss the point that you're being brainwashed. Yeah. And, and most Americans will not be aware of this. They will not. When, they, when you start putting, here's the news, there's something truly inflammatory to say about our enemy. Yeah. So it's everywhere now. Yeah, well, this is why it's kind of, I, I, I take a step back and think about what is the objective of this trip. It's nothing but to foment more tensions. Europeans are so weak. Europe is weak beyond repair. As a matter of fact, Germany now, Germany, it's almost, and I, I feel comfortable saying it. You look at Germany, you look at Canada, you look at uh, New Zealand, Australia, they have no sovereignty. They have surrendered their sovereignty. And even surprising to me, Ross, that this morning I found out on my way to the studio, you know what I found out? Is that the Prime Minister of Poland now wants the 
full-time presence of American forces on Polish soil. So, are we going to be seeing another Germany in Poland? Because, and to me, that's where the big concern, as far as understanding the big picture, because those kind of decisions is going to influence the trajectory for where things are headed. You know, if, if people in responsible positions are not anticipating consequences to their behavior or their actions, yeah. you see the kind of tragedies that are, that are occurring even as we speak. Yeah. You know, there's some major movement in Germany right now to get the U.S. out completely. Well, they can't. I'll say it. They can't. It's too late for that. We sunk in our claws into the German society. <laughs> yeah. When you have the over 50,000 troops stationed in Germany, they can't do anything. Germany is so weak. The German government is yeah. so weak, they can't. They're, it's it's beyond, it's if no point of return, you know. Because look at just with the sabotage of the, or, or the blow up of the Nord Stream 2, which we did. You know, it's it's no secret. Right. You know, we the Americans and Norway, Norway rather, Norway has a special force inside the navy that deals with that. So Norway is also a corporate into the. Uh, uh, they part did of it. This. They, they, they did, did it. They're in yeah. the conspiracy. The U.S. and Norway. Yeah. So the question that comes out of all this: How come an ally is sabotaging? Another an ally. ally. Because that's the, and this is where you have to understand this context of, you know, what does this trip mean? What does it mean for us Americans? Why do we care about this uh, president, comedian Zelensky of Ukraine? Because he, comedian Z, he's going to go down in history as the worst destructive president for Ukraine. Because that's what it is. Well, we hmm. know that Biden also offered him 500 million more dollars. Yeah. I mean, and what are they doing? They're hiring mercenaries, I know that, but they, there's no more arms to buy. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, for us, you know, you're taking the president's taking money out of our programs and services here for American people. I mean, I look at it like, uh, as an example, I'm, I'm a veteran, so, and you look at the challenges that veterans face from healthcare, <clears throat> because the healthcare system is so messed up. You know, and, and yet the, the allocation of funding is going to some far land that has nothing to do with the welfare of Americans. So the bottom line is, shame on us, on us Americans, that we are so brainwashed, some of us, of course. Well, we're starting to see demonstrations and pushback on the high military budget and the, the whole thing going on in, in, in Ukraine. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm afraid to say this, Ross, because it's too late. We've gone too far. One of the things I saw come out of the Vietnam conflict, yeah. which, because I was a young, very young adult, but mm -hmm. I was an adult then, mm -hmm. is they had all these demonstrations. They were pretty wild demonstrations. And law enforcement figured out how to deal with them to take the fangs out. So demonstrations are not going to mean much of anything. No. They're too well regulated, and these forces that monitor them are too sophisticated. Yeah. They well, know how to stop it. Yeah. Well, you look at just now with the issues in Canada, for example, with the, with the, uh, the dictator, Prime Minister Trudeau, you know, hammering down on so-called freedom because they've been using the term freedom to justify whatever actions. Well, it's, it's, you know, that's to me, if that is not a hypocrisy, I don't know what is. So we need to stop in the West from claiming this rule of law, this uh, observation of international law and all that, when we were human rights, whatever, when we couldn't even observe it ourselves. So how can you tell other countries how to behave when you couldn't do it yourself? Not even come close, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's where part of the problem is. And this is why you are seeing right now some voices inside Europe. Like, for example, in France. In France, they are, and I have family in France, so I talk to them. <laughs> so uh, There are now voices they want to be against NATO. They don't want NATO anymore. You know, you look at, you know, it's not going to happen quick because the leadership in Europe has been uh, uh, sort of conditioned, if I may use the term. And, and, and when they you were, look... Yeah, they were selected because they were supported NATO. Exactly. And so they, they got... Exactly. Their, their claws, claws into, into the power it. structure to get rid of them is really quite difficult. Well, you're absolutely correct, because you look at now, how did Norway end up being part of the, the blow-up of Nord Stream? It's because the Secretary General of NATO is a Norwegian. <laughs> so, and he served as a prime minister for Norway, and he served as Norway's representative at the UN. So he has his links inside the government oh, yeah. and pushed the government to do this. But he doesn't understand the long-term ramification of this. Same thing, you could make the argument for why all of a sudden Sweden and Finland been pressured to join NATO. Like I always say, and I did say this before, I don't like to repeat myself too much here, but Sweden and Finland have lived for over 50 years with the Soviet Union back then and with Russia in peace. Why? Because they were neutral. Yeah. So... Well, let's try let's try non-neutrality and see how that works. Yeah, you know, the thing about it, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Well, they they it's not broken, but they fixed it anyway. Well, well, this is what I see. What what lies ahead in Ukraine now? You know what's going to be? In my opinion, based on the trends that I always follow, Ukraine might end up uh, experiencing the same fate Georgia did. Remember a couple years ago oh, yeah. when Mikhail Shakashvili, the, head, the former president, he said, I am going to bring troops to the border with Russia and all that. And Russia has just coiled that in a few days. <laughs> Literally, in a few days. I do see the escalation. But my big concern, when you have a sitting president like this, because, like I always say, in international relations, context matters. Yes. So the context, that image that you see, the American president embracing a comedian, that just the image itself is sending messages because they can be interpreted in different ways. And to me, the one message that is clear is we intend to escalate this even further. You know, I got to say, as I was watching the videos of the yeah. two of them interact, yeah, I, it was actually painful to watch Biden sort of stumble through the whole yeah. thing. He's on stage as well. Yeah. Both let, of them are on stage. Let, let alone the substance of the conversation. Which, they would have been on. Yeah, so. but nice to know what that was, if there was anything of substance. Yeah. So it becomes the question of the idea of, you know, how come a sitting president will embark on something? Because here's the thing. For us as a citizens, and that was, what is one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing here. We have to speak up. Yeah. You know, I speak up out of concern. I speak up out of love for the country out of patriotism. Right. This is not about criticizing the government. I'll criticize the government. It's because I am a concern for what lies ahead if the government doesn't embark on the right policy. It will end up impacting all of us, including you, if you happen to be an American. And even if you happen to be uh, watching this video from some other land, believe it or not, it will impact your area. That is where my big concern. Because when I start seeing now NATO, for example, expanding to Asia, and I'm like left to wonder, does anybody in a right mind who can advise 
the president for, sir, this is not the right course of action. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Yeah. What does that have to do with the South China Sea? Yeah, I know. That's the and, thing. And, and the security of Europe and the United States. Yeah. Cut me a break. Yeah. And one of the problems we have in our leadership structures is you have people now, yes sir, yes ma'am. They can't say no. See, I always believed in this, Ross. If an advisor, my advisor, or employee, whatever you want to call it, will tell me, sir, you were wrong on this, I will respect and listen. And I said, explain to me, please, because I need to understand. And fortunately, in Washington, we don't have that. You got advisors that they have to kiss up so they can move up the ladder because yeah. the objective is not serving. The objective is status and power. You, remember, you know that saying, uh, power corrupts oh, and absolute. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and this is where, the, where I see the big, uh, it becomes on some of us, uh, at least uh, informed about the issue, uh, to speak up. You know, uh, I don't care what the government thinks. I will criticize the government because it's the right thing to do coming from a citizen for the welfare of our country. And that's one of the reasons we do what we do with this show. Yeah. You know, the whole thing about look at the trends, look at the patterns, so you can be the judge yourself. Look at what's going on. Pay attention to the subtleties of the language that the supposedly neutral media is presenting mm -hmm. to you. It's not neutral at all. Okay. And then you say, government people say these really unspecified things like, we pledge to the Ukraine that we'll be here for you for as long as it takes. What does that even mean? mean? Yeah, It sounds like it's real lofty, and it's, but it doesn't commit to anything. It doesn't say anything. And we see so many communications that were just filled with nonsense that doesn't say much. Well, but, but they're beautiful words. Exactly. We're here for you forever. The word Oh, in, oh yeah. God. Yeah. It's, the, it's no different than what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. The amount of waste. The financial waste, that is, truly on, the back of, on the backs of American middle class. Because you know who's suffering in all this? It's the American middle class. And lower. And lower class. Well, the lower class, you will think, they don't have much. So I sympathize with them, for example, for not paying taxes. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Because they don't have any. Yeah. You know, what will, what will someone, what will one do if he or she doesn't have money? So... Yeah. And this is to me where you assist. It's not about handout. But watch the middle class shrink. Well, it is shrinking, Ross. And, uh, more and more people are slipping into the lower class from the middle class. Yeah. It's, it, you, don't have to, you don't have to say it's coming in the future. It's already the, here. It's yeah. been here for a while. Yeah. And that becomes like the pragmatic rationale or the reasoning as to what is the purpose of this trip of President Biden to Ukraine? What for? How that serves the American people? how that serves the country, how that serves global peace. It looks like it was somebody's brainstorm to put this together as a great show for unity. My suspicion is it's a boomerang. Yeah. And people just look at it as ridiculous. And there is no, well, you and I know, at least I hope you do also, there is no unity in the West regarding the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Absolutely no, right. No matter what you read, no matter what you hear. I've been talking to some people behind the scenes, Ross, you won't believe how the discords that exist from behind the scenes, from behind the scenes, even within NATO itself. But it won't come out to the surface because the media is bought. Yeah. The media has to fit the narrative. The media has to toe the line with what has been said. Well, as we keep saying, distraction is a wonderful tool for those in power.
Right. Whether it's look at this glorious trip or look at the balloons that the kids are putting up. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. The fiasco of the balloon was was, uh, and that was the reason why we didn't want to uh, talk about that. On, I'm sure you guys noticed we didn't talk about the the balloon shutdown because <laughs> we knew it was nothing but a hoax. It was nothing but a just hot air, no more, no less. As a matter of fact, Ross, I had some word with someone inside. And you know what I was told? Right. Is that the, uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, as a matter of fact, the whole intelligence <laughs> community already uh, issued its assessment that nothing to worry about with this. Well, way back. Yeah. So, and that's why we decided, now nah, it's not worth our time because we'd rather share something with you that you will learn from. Talking about just nonsense, we don't do that, so that is... I saw something I thought was hilarious. Yeah. You, you could go online and look at Google Maps <laughs> and get more information than those balloons could ever give you in a greater detail. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. cut me a break. And probably this air balloon thing belongs to some club or something. <laughs> they, they fly air balloons all And they've been around. I remember when I was stationed in Arizona. Yeah. You know? I, you always see the air balloons <laughs> on the border with Mexico. <laughs> All the time. So, I was like, whatever. So, Well, this is why we wanted just to highlight this uh, idea <laughs> of uh, when, you, when you see a headline like this or read about it or you hear about it, always try to think uh, outside the box of what it all means and why the government is wording that kind of statements that way. What we want is for you to be able to listen carefully enough that you can make up your own mind without the subtle influences of the media or the government making up your mind for you. Yeah, indeed. Well, it's interesting enough that we're coming out on the first year since the conflict started. So oh, yes, tomorrow, the next, yes. like this it's week. It's going to be this, on 24th. So, oh, so, it's yeah, close. Close, indeed. So, so this is about anything to add, Ross, before we... I think we, which, we said yeah. what we needed to say. Yeah, well, we're going to get on on the live stream. We're going to talk a lot about that. I look forward to that. I, know I do it has too. Been a while, so. That's the most fun we have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you find this informative. And as always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time, guys. Bye-bye.